Hey, I'm Ben Silverio. And I'm Ansel Birch. And it's time to party. It's time for our review. Explode, explode, explosion. The Atom Project. Travel through time with Ryan Reynolds and a kid that might become famous later for being like Ryan Reynolds. Party people, welcome back to a very special edition of Time to Party, where we're talking about a very new movie. That's right. Normally, if you're listening on release day, yes. it's today. It just happened. It, right now, as it, we speak, it's yeah, happening. You, you should go watch it if you haven't. Yeah, but if it's like a month later, you should still go and watch it? Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's, if it's like April... This is less immediate, but still, sure. Check that if shit. If for out. some reason, two years from now, you find this podcast, if you're listening back through the back catalog of Time to Party, first off, thank you. Yes. Secondly, continuity you. isn't that important for this show. It's no, we don't have any. We don't even episode to episode. Really. Hey Ben, did you like the movie? I did. I did like the movie. I don't know if that's a good way to start a review, but like. <laughs> I don't think there's any reason to get all the way to the end of this before we admit that this movie was was fun. It's I true. Really, I really enjoyed this movie. I liked it a lot. In case you don't know what movie we're talking about, I mean, I said it. Were you listening, bro? We like, did. We God. did. And hypothetically, you've watched it. But just in case you didn't. Just in case you didn't, our good friends at IMDb are here to help. A time-traveling pilot teams up with his younger self and his late father to come to terms with the past while saving the future. That's the Adam Project. Which is accurate. I mean... Da, 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 da. IMDb is not here for nuance. No. No. All of that happens. Those are things that happen. That is... Abs- in that order. In that order. Which is exceptional for IMDb, honestly. Yeah. Good on you, IMDb. They don't always nail it quite that well. This movie, The Adam Project, yes. is yet another collaboration between Ryan Reynolds and director Sean Levy. You may know Sean Levy. He directed a number of episodes of Stranger Things. Did he? Yep. Oh. He also directed Real Steel with Hugh Jackman. Oh my god, that movie. The Night at the Museum movies. Okay. The 2003 Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> uh, Big Fat Liar, which uh, is a very underrated movie. He directed 47 episodes plus the movie of the famous Jet Jackson. On the Disney Channel. I've never heard of this. Really? I liked the famous Chet Jackson. Also, the star, Lee Thompson Young, was a client at the management company that I worked at in Hollywood. He was very nice. I don't think I knew that you worked with a management company. It did. I was an assistant. So so you're my hookup. Oh, I'm barely a hookup (laughs) now. I've been out of Hollywood for so long. It's like... It's almost like I'm a senior citizen there now. <laughs> well, if I was an actor. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you were an actor, you'd be dead. <laughs> but yeah, Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds kind of make magic together at this point. It feels like they really understand each other's processes. So when they're looking for new projects to do together, like they really nail it. Or mm-hmm. at least they have so far. They also seem to have a really good grasp both of them of working in their own respects, obviously, with uh, CG. Yes, they 
both this and Free Guy being so heavily dependent on CG environments mm-hmm. and props and all of that business, both movies really knocked it out of the park. Absolutely. On use of those CG elements and seamlessly blending it in with the rest of the movie. Yeah. With one notable exception. I was just about to get to that because, I mean, since we're already talking about the CGI and the production design and everything, the production design and the costumes looked great. I was a big fan. You know, very um, cool. The 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 guards. Oh, the guards were very cool. Um, I like that they taught that uh, that uh, Ryan Reynolds' character, Ad- Elder Adam, calls out the the design on the suit later on in the movie. Uh, <laughs> what I couldn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, the, the mask it muffled. Which I was that a Deadpool callback? I feel like that might have been a Deadpool Maybe. callback. Still funny. Still funny. Um, but yeah, the CGI environments look great, especially mm-hmm. that reactor thing. Yes. I was going to call it the arc reactor, and that's not what it is. D- the, the, the legally distinct from an arc reactor <laughs> environment that they were in. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to get to this, you know, after this conversation, but there are a ton of, like, callbacks to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um and the, the they're executed. legally distinct from a lightsaber yes. prop. Is that what you're referring to? Yes, and also the hoverboards. Mm. You know, legally, legally <laughs> distinct from Back yes. to the Future. Yes, um, but there was one thing that really stood out as I don't want to say sloppy. It's just kind of behind the times. Catherine Keener, who plays the villain, uh, Maya Sorian. There is a part where she meets her past self. And they use de-aging technology to make Catherine Keener look like her younger self. But rather than Nick Fury in Captain Marvel, you have Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One. Yeah. Which, at the time... Still very good. Was still very good. But now it feels like you're watching uh, The Scorpion King again. It was. It's weird how much like I. I mean, objectively, it is miles better than Scorpion yes, King. but it definitely. Did, it did feel like a bad CG rubber mask, yeah. just because we've gone that much farther in right. deepfake technology. I mean, Luke Skywalker in Book of Boba Fett, yeah. like spot on. As compared with Bo- Luke Skywalker in Mandalorian, that's true. You know, if you, if you look at the difference between when they brought on post and post here, his name is Shamuk to fix. His face. Right. The market difference between oh, yeah. those two Luke Skywalkers. We are we are living with that chasm right now. Yeah. And that is absolutely what we saw. And it's like we can't really fault Sean Levy's production team. Ah, who's got that money? Yeah, exactly. I mean Netflix throws a lot of money around, but like And apparently it's just that one guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's all him. <laughs> I don't know what his special sauce is, but <laughs> one dude. But yeah, that's really the only only technological standouts standouts the wrong word hang up hang up it's the only hang up that i really have everything else was like really flawless yeah it's not like it was once upon a time on abc where the the special effects and the cgi looked very not of the time yeah 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 yeah. you know it's like you were a few steps above uh that cgi show reboot but the adam project avoids all that you know it's definitely light years beyond that it's just a little bit below where disney is right now yeah 
I, I will also say that just because you brought up Grand Moff Tarkin and the fact that it, it did feel like Grand Moff Tarkin level of de-aging or, right. or CG recreation, um, the fact that they started us off with a reflection of the character it's in true. a window yep. was just uh, chef's kiss. <laughs> if you're gonna, If you're going to pull that kind of shenanigans... That is the way to do it. True. See, we're doing it just like they did for Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> they love Star Wars. We're, we're going to Tarkin her. It'll be fine. John Favreau, friend of the show, please. Give us a call, please. Please give us a call and then call Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy. Oh, my God. Because, like, y'all need to work together, bro. And, and we'll help. We'll help. I don't know what. I, I'll get coffee. I'll tell you where to get. Good food in Culver City. Ooh. ooh, ooh, ooh. Or Burbank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 With Sean Levy doing things like recreating Beggar's Canyon and the speed bike chase on Endor. Mm -hmm. Like, he does these, like, such iconic Star Wars things that, you know, we clearly point out as Star Wars. Like, any fan of the franchise would be like, Yo, that's what that was, and that was tight. Mm-hmm. That was a Star Wars shot, for sure. Yes. I mean, that... that the over- overhead shot when they went through the canyon, and the one went down the one road, and the one down the other road. Yeah, that was like Star Wars. As Vintage hell. Star Wars. And then they and then they pulled up short, pulled back, slid into the Heidi spot. That's, that's Star Wars as fuck as well. Absolutely. Uh, clearly, Sean Levy needs to do one of these movies. <laughs> or TV please. shows. Or direct an episode of something, yeah. like, and put Ryan Reynolds in it. Just do it. <laughs> do it. I was gonna say, I was gonna do an impression of Gollum, and I'm <laughs> like, no, that's not, that's that's the wrong thing. Darth so- Vader from the planet Vulcan. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Oh gross! Oh, <laughs> oh, I hate it. Um. So while we're on this digression, um. Give us a pitch. What what Star Wars project would you put Star, uh, Sean Levy in? Or what, in charge of, rather. Dr. Afra. Oh, good I cut. feel like it's something new enough that he can add his own spin to. But the characters are rich enough that, you know, he could, he could satisfy that, like, deep cut Star Wars fan, you know? Oh, that's very Plus, Dr. Afro needs her own movie or TV show. We need to see those droids in live action. We already got uh, Black Chrysanthemum. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why not get the whole crew? Everything's everything's on the table at this point. It's true. I mean, I don't know who Ryan Reynolds would play in that story, but like, there's almost certainly a spot for him there. Yeah, you can always fit a sassy human in. Right. He's the bartender. He's Sam Malone. Give him, give him a big rubber suit. No one will ever know. Isn't that what they did with Simon Pegg? Yeah, that is exactly what they did with Simon Pegg. He was, um, what's his face? The the junk trader. Right, on, the, the guy who was giving Jakku. Ray food. Yeah. The, the, the bread that came out of the... The, the... the bread packets. Yes. The foamy bread packets. You wanted to talk about the mag cells. Yeah. You know, while we're talking about production design and stuff, um, the not lightsaber lightsaber. Uh, that Ryan Reynolds' character Adam Reed uses uh, is kind of a mix of Darth Maul's double-sided lights- lightsaber mm-hmm. and Gambit's bow staff. Yes, like essentially, if Gambit was a Jedi, this is the weapon that he'd be using. 
And like both older and younger Adam use it in that manner, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, I wonder if Ryan Reynolds called like Taylor Kitsch and was like, hey, I can do it better than you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for your turf. Look what I can do. <laughs> Suck it, Gambit. I'd like to talk about the cast uh, of The Adam Project. Oh, I love that. Great. We've already talked about how great Ryan Reynolds is. Um, I mean, we dedicated an entire rule to him yep. and his dreamy eyes. So dreamy. But, like, Ryan Reynolds tends to pick these parts where Ryan Reynolds gets to play Ryan Reynolds. But who's going to complain about that? Because he does it so well. What I think is great about this movie is that we got... Not only did we get Ryan Reynolds getting to play Ryan Reynolds, we got a kid getting to play Ryan Reynolds, and then we got two people getting to play How to Justify How Ryan Reynolds Happens. <laughs> yeah, so you have Ryan Reynolds as Big Adam, and then you have Walker Scobell uh, as Little Adam. Who, I will say, I normally absolutely hate children in movies. Uh, huh. But this I was I was okay with. This was a surprisingly good. good performance. He reminds me of the kid in Iron Man three, um, who you know was clearly hanging with you know, uh, performers that were above his pay grade, right? But oh, like man. learning from them in like big ways. How, when you when you're eight and you get to go to acting camp with Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> but yeah and then you mentioned the parents uh where we have a 13 going on 30 reunion going on here (laughs) when you called that out it blew my mind in my mind the adam project is the sequel to 13 going on 30 uh change our minds where jennifer garner and mark ruffalo actually end up together at the end of 13 going on 30 and then uh (laughs) Ruffalo decides that he wants to pursue a degree in science and uh, invents time travel. Um, <laughs> you know, like you do. But yeah, uh, Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner, the combination of them uh, being Hulk plus Electra equals Deadpool works really well. <laughs> it, it's a winning combination. <laughs> An award-winning formula, if you will. <laughs> we were super, so you could be super. <laughs> Speaking of super, Zoe Saldana, who was probably on set for like a week or less. Yeah. Uh, but if you're going to have Huge Zoe impact. Saldana, yes. If you're going to have her, have her be badass shit so good oh she gets a great needle drop entrance guns blazing and then she's gone then she's gone <laughs> essentially she's um a needle, a needle drop exit with guns blazing yeah it was lo- it was almost like james gunn said hey zoe uh you get like two weeks uh while we switch from the guardians holiday special to the movie to guardians three yeah and she was just like okay i can make that work i can make that work right so you she got that thing <laughs> Did that for a few days, got to be a badass, then back to the MCU. Plausible. Oh, Shockingly plausible. Yes. <laughs> See? Uh, so yeah, uh, producers, if you're going to bring in Zoe Saldana for anything, make sure she kicks ass. Yeah. Physically, emotionally, all of it. 
Let her kick all the ass. Zoe Saldana is such a fucking treasure. Absolutely, 100%. Um, another treasure. Saldana, perhaps. Right, because there was an Enya in the credits. Which I hadn't noticed previously. Neither I googled it, and it's in there. Wait, really? Yeah. It is not on IMDb. It's not in the IMDb? She is listed as Zoe Saldana without the Enya. Interesting. Weird. Um, also interesting was Catherine Keener playing a villain. Yeah, that um, was fun. That was fun. I mean, we have gotten her as a villain in Get Out, and that was great. Yeah. Um, and she I mean, was the villain in Forty Year Old Virgin. Villain is a strong word, but yeah. <laughs> she tried to make Steve Carell sell his toys. What would you call that? <laughs> it is important to understand that I am surrounded by a lot of plastic figurines right now. I can't even say action figures because most of them are Funko None of Pops. them are not, yeah. Most of them are vinyl That's figurines. Figure. Yep, yep. A couple of them are. Don't get me wrong. They're very cool. I want I'm that just one. I wish I had that one. He's pointing to Captain Carter. Hell yeah, I'm pointing to Captain Carter. Hell yeah. Be sure to follow Ansel's new podcast where... All uh, Captain he, Carter all the time. As Winston Churchill. <laughs> it's... We did joke about that earlier. It's a podcast where Winston Churchill just fangirls over Captain Carter. Oh, my God. Winston Churchill would have such a boner for Captain Carter. <laughs> you don't even know. Catherine Keener really plays a believable villain. Like, she's she's very subtle in a lot of her villainous ways because, like, she has that, like, quiet kind of intimidation i'm actually gonna call you on that one yeah a little bit i call you is the wrong word i'm gonna i'm gonna question you a little bit okay that one. um i feel like katherine keener's character was the weak point of the film because we don't see a clear justification for her actions i thought it was just greed well that's the thing is like if she's so greedy that she's like gone off the deep end, then part of me wants to see that in younger her. Uh-huh. And younger her very clearly is like older me is crazy. Yes. I've done all these like she is actively manipulating her younger self all the way up to the very end. Mm-hmm. To the point where I wonder how younger self and older self are connected. I mean there are a ton of creative people, even some that we know probably, that start out really starry-eyed and hopeful, but then let the world like beat them down. Absolutely. And I don't think I don't think that's unreasonable. I want to have seen younger I wanted to have seen the seeds of it in younger her. Sure. And we never than, got that opportunity. That's true. We don't really get a ton of backstory on Myasaurian. But we get just enough. We, we have to take it on that, faith that, like, yeah, as as Adam says it is the way that it falls, right? Is, which is fine. Like, yeah. it's not her movie. I mean, there's a lot of things that are written off to just one-liners from older Adam. Sure, you know, like the time travel mechanism. I'm kind of glad that we didn't get into the time travel mechanism because it meant that, like, we. How does the time travel mechanism work? <laughs> the magnets. Magnets. <laughs> How do those work? <laughs> but um, magnets. That's crazy, right? 
Uh, Adam says that when you die outside of your sacred time, or sorry, fixed timeline, fixed timeline. When yeah. you die outside of your fixed time, uh, it gets messy. And we see the people... <laughs> we that... never explore what that means! No, but we see a bunch of people who are killed by Adam's uh, lightsaber uh, get dusted. Which I really want to know what's happening. Like, are they just, like, returning to their prime time? No, they're dead. Because they're, well, they're dead, but, like, are their atoms returning? Like, mm. what, what, is, what is happening when they just sort of whiff out of existence? And why are they wearing all that armor? I mean, when you're from a Terminator-esque future where you're the uh, overlord of time travel. Which, again, we don't see. True, I'm we very don't. curious that we never see. Like, the only shot we get of this Terminator-esque future is in space. The space station. Yes, when they're having the, the jet. Yeah, we don't see how bad it is. The I would have liked to see how bad it is. The production budget was good, but not that good. I mean, just use some old footage of Terminator Salvation. It'll be fine. <laughs> Who's gonna notice? Give, give us another shot of, of wheels crushing skulls. <laughs> why are there so many skulls, and why are they only skulls? <laughs> James Cameron loves a skull. He so does. And wheels on the ground. Smashing. Wheels on the ground. Take a drink. Ansel, anyway. I have a very important question. Does everyone skip leg day in the future? Does everyone skip leg day in the future? I, this is something I haven't noticed. Does does Ryan Reynolds have bean legs? I, like I've never noticed. I'm looking at his eyes. I, yeah, right. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't know. Is he just not like cut on the top and not on the bottom? I I had not noticed this before. But feel free to at us with your Ryan Reynolds takes. Yeah, d- d- people who know anything about working out, which we don't. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I do not tell us tell us about whether or not Ryan Reynolds is skipping leg day. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, Walker Scobell does such a good job uh, as young Adam of being a sarcastic asshole. Oh my god, uh, such a plausible young Ryan Reynolds. Yes, really, and that's really what solidifies his great performance here. I think that Walker is going places in his career, uh, even if he's not playing Ryan Reynolds. Could do, yeah, you know. I think he'll be like the Stranger Things kids, you know, like mm. he'll he should be on that level after this. Um, I do hope that he doesn't get stuck being the sassy kid. Sure. Because there's there's only so much runway on that. And yeah, we've, we've seen that in the past. Uh, like the kid from Iron Man 3 was basically that kid, but not as smart in Jurassic World. Jurassic World? That was the first one, right? Yes. Yes. I like those kids. They're fine. I honestly don't remember anything about them. That movie was bad. They were there. Yeah. There were children in that film. <laughs> there were. And they and, were fine. And Ansel hated them. I mean, I did. I Every minute they were on screen. Uh, um, something that we do need to address is the music. Mm, I'm glad that's where you went. Because... Uh, the needle drops are very fun. They're fun. I'm not going to say that weird. they're good because I've been spoiled by James Gunn. Yeah. As a culture, we've been spoiled by James Gunn's brilliance. And it's unfair to Sean Levy for us to put that on him. But, like, James Gunn's music has a purpose. 
whereas Sean Levy's music is a fun song to kick ass to. Yeah. It's almost like uh, James Gunn is really going for that emotional touchstone, whereas Sean Levy is going for the soundtrack from Rock Band. Yeah. Well, and I feel like the songs in this in this movie are generic enough that they felt like placeholders. Sure. Especially when a couple songs are used twice. Yeah. Like, Which is really interesting. Yeah. That they became... They, it was like this was the theme for this. Right. Give Me Some Lovin' was the time travel song. Yeah. It was played both times Ryan Reynolds uh, was traveling in time. Which... A weird choice. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it matched up with the cues nicely, I guess. It was fun. It was a fun choice. Yeah, but I don't know if it was a great choice. Especially considering that both times he was like in a very high stress situation right. being fired on and yes. stuff. Like, if it was like, if it was like a, a James Gunn uh, Guardians jump sequence where they're like, you know, nobody's shooting at them and they've decided, all right, it's time to push the big button and everybody goes squishy. Um, you know, we didn't have that. Yeah. This was not, this was not everybody who's been to space before. We didn't get that moment. Um, like the, 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 the big fight scene in the not arc reactor <clears throat> was, uh, Boston. Yeah. And I mean, it was fun. The cues hit well enough um but uh the music didn't really connect yeah you know um but it's not a huge hindrance you know it it gave me pause when i heard give me some loving twice Mm -hmm. uh but other than that you know it was fine yeah it's just i end up talking about soundtracks now a lot more because of james gunn Sure. And Guardians of the Galaxy and Peacemaker and how much music in general means to his stories. Well, and maybe that's something for us to recognize as we're, you know, we're reviewing a movie that's coming out right now in March of 2022. Yeah. This is a film that is in the shadow of Peacemaker and Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Both of which have outclassed it in these two important arenas of de-aging and needle drops. And frankly, James Gunn has revolutionized needle drops. Absolutely. You're not going to beat his capability for, A, picking a song that is so perfectly Mm. tuned to the moment. And, I mean, especially in Peacemaker, because he did write the script with the music in yeah. in mind and then got the music he wanted yeah he did that with guardians too which which is spectacular but also the level of de-aging and deep fake that that disney is able to get in yeah. oh i was going to talk about di- diegetic music the fact that that james gunn not only gives us those needle drops but he also gives us needle drops that are so frequently grounded in the moment that the character is experiencing right um and i'm not saying that you need that all the time no but when you put moments in like oh this was dad's favorite song Mm -hmm. uh you know adam older adam is listening to his dad's favorite song when young adam walks in and young adam calls it out 
So why is I mean, for the most part, the music was of that genre, but like, why didn't we get more of that? Yeah, like, uh, there's a moment where they go back and Mark Ruffalo is teaching a class, and young Ryan or older Adam is uh, auditing the class, and he calls out the name of a musician, um, but we don't hear songs from that musician. We just hear the anecdote of Romans wrote this song mm-hmm. lyric on their sundials. <laughs> Which is such a weird, like, connection for them to have. That, like, I, I don't know. I thought that was a really odd scene because, and maybe because I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely the Mark Ruffalo in this situation where I'm like, no, no, this is a Roman thing that they wrote on sundial. <laughs> um like that when he said it i was like yeah that's true that's the thing <laughs> uh, I, I got that reference um <laughs> uh, and then to have ryan reynolds character try to correct him was so counterintuitive i don't know and then <laughs> i mean of course then he gets shot down by his own dad which is great like and i'm pretty sure that that moment was meant to be like hey i'm your kid because I feel like that's something that Mark Ruffalo as a dad would have passed on to his son, you know, because his son's such a, as Jennifer Garner puts it, an odd duck. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's it. That would have been like the, 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 if the if tell. that had been dad's favorite song. Yeah. That would have been. All See, right. That's I need another... you to go back and edit this movie because if that had been dad's favorite song. Then, then this whole like thing is now not just him saying like, "I'm still a shit," even though I'm 42. Uh, but I also know your favorite song, and your favorite song has this connection to this Roman thing that you're trying to work into your class. And ah, right. Um, because then he he immediately recognizes him as soon as the lights come up, and he looks him in the face. He goes, "Adam." Um. That would have been a great moment if it had been because yeah. Adam remembered his favorite song, which those, was this thing connected to this other thing. It's one of those things where you shouldn't put a gun on the wall if you don't plan on using it by yeah. the third act. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and it's not a knock against... I mean, are we sure? Are we sure we're right about that? Like, what was what was the band? Do you remember the band? I don't. Gary something. I know we can't Google it because the movie's not out yet. Uh, what was the Roman saying? Uh, it's later than you think. Guy Lombardo and his Royal Casinos. Or no, sorry. Um, Guy Lombardo and his Royal Canadians. Yes. The well, song that is was, Enjoy Yourself. That was the band from the from that bit. But what was the what was the favorite band that they referenced back in the in the garage yeah in the garage i don't remember i didn't write it down like a dummy i also didn't write it down we'll never know anyway <laughs> that band if that band had been guy lombardo's and his royal canadians then then there would have been a connection there would have been something there. sure not that this this is not a hole in the movie. This is not a flaw in the movie. We're just being really nitpicky. But that could have been that could have been tighter. That could have been tighter. A little bit, you know, we leg have day. been spoiled. Yeah. And so to going back to the point that I was making earlier, like, because this is coming out in March twenty twenty, sure. we've just seen Book of Boba Fett, and we've just seen Peacemaker in the last month. Yeah. 
like their Adam project now has this new competition right. that didn't exist when they started production on this piece. Yep. Um, and unfortunately, like it's just going to suffer by comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess my, my message to the audience is to like, let that go. It's still a fine film. It's still very enjoyable. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Yeah. Um, but, but it is worth acknowledging that it is it is behind the market in those two key elements. So the time travel mechanism of the Atom Project yeah. reminded me of another movie that we did on this very podcast. It, it well it did for a second there and then yes. and it pulled out at the last second, thank it's goodness. It's true. Oh my god. Uh Beyond the Time Barrier? Beyond the Time Barrier, yeah. If Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds one day got drunk and decided to put that on Amazon also and was like, "Hey, wouldn't it be funny if?" But I mean like sure, that's not where it went. The the time travel mechanism was a a discharge from a a jet. It was a, a pulse weapon, a pulse d- discharge. Yeah, because I didn't want to call it a cannon. Thingy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't want to call it cannon or a wave. There was a there was a zoop. A portal happened because yeah. of the jet, and the jet flew into it. Yes, and it and it had to charge up over yeah. time, which felt very much like building up to eighty eight miles per hour. Uh no, we gotta go faster. We gotta go faster. All right, here we go. And there it zoop. is. Yep. Just, just in time. Yeah. Leave the other spaceship to fly through where you just were. <laughs> we saw you. We saw that. Yeah. It's not really explained, but it doesn't need to be. Yeah. It shot a thing. It made a portal. Just it flew through. And the I portal. feel like that's a good, good way to describe the movie as a whole. A lot of things weren't explained to the level that we wanted. But I don't think they all necessarily needed it sure. to enjoy the movie. You magnets. Know, the... How do magnets. those work? <laughs> What's the deal with magnets? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Seinfeld. <laughs> What's the deal? They're not nets. Magnets. But yeah, we explained everything with magnets. Yeah. So overall, you know, the question that we always ask on this podcast is, is the Atom Project worth your time? And for me, it's a resounding yes. I mean, this sh- should stand, probably could stand, with those classics that I mentioned earlier, like E.T. and The Goonies, you know, as like the next step for those time travel and space obsessed kids that just saw Back to the Future for the first time. You know, like those kids that saw E.T. for the first time. I would take you one step farther. This feels like the Back to the Future for the Avengers Endgame audience. Ooh. For the kids who have just been exposed to, well, time travel doesn't matter because it's all multiverse and as long as you come back to your own original timeline. But do you know if it's your original timeline? I don't know. Um, This had a grounding element where your fixed time was set and when you return to your timeline and this is this is something that i have when i write time travel stories Uh um i like the idea of a a self-correcting timeline the idea that deviations within a certain level similar to the way that loki kind of sets it out where like a deviation within a certain amount of change 
sort of smooths itself out right. over the long run. Right. So because time cycles, right? Yeah. And so if you if you're cycling the time over and over and over again, every once in a while a deviation here and there doesn't make a big difference. And you're not going to remember it or you're going to justify it away in the way that they lie out here that young Adam is going to forget yeah. that this adventure happened. So in a way, young Adam is Loki in Avengers Endgame. Old Adam is Loki in the series Loki mm-hmm. uh, going back in the sacred timeline. I, I buy that. Okay. He's fully aware that the time travel is happening and that what he's doing is hypothetically going to cause problems, but he's he's to a point where his stakes are higher than a changed timeline. Yes. He believes that the timeline is already irreparable. So all he can do is make the timeline from his point forward better. Right. Even if that Which means Which Mark Ruffalo does not, does not jive with. But no, but he comes around eventually. That's true. And I liked that. I like that we got all the way to the third act of the movie before we got a character who was like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. The rules of time travel yes. are... Um, you, I, you can't tell me anymore. We, but on the night that I go back, <laughs> we, we bowled through all of the time travel rule explanations. Cause like in, in other movies, like back to the future, like that's our start yeah. is, is doc going, here are the rules of time travel. We got to do these things and these things. You can't do this thing and this thing. Great Scott. Great Scott. Do you understand what would happen? <laughs> you can't go giving yourself the almanac from the future 1.21 gigawatts um whereas this movie starts off with adam showing up from the future and going yeah all the rules screw it and then in the third act we get mark ruffalo's character coming in and being like what happens if you screw this up and and older adam going yeah it's too late for that yep punch in the face yeah (laughs) then they trade punches to the face mark ruffalo straight up cocks back and fulls on superman punches Ryan Reynolds in the face. Up under the where, chin. Where he, he has like to jack jump. him under the... Yeah. Oh, my God. It was such a such a good punch. Like, Ryan Reynolds cold cocks Mark Ruffalo just straight to the yeah. jaw. but Or not even the jaw. Like, the right under the nose, yeah. uh, uh, upper teeth section. Right in the mouth uh, mullet. Yeah. <laughs> right in the mouth mullet. Uh, and then, yeah, Ruffalo's... Ruffalo gets him in the, the like, jump undercut situation hulk smash (laughs) and i i i will say i'm a little sad that mark ruffalo's character mark ruffalo does a great job playing the injury and ryan reynolds does not right ryan reynolds is not gonna sell that ryan is fine yep because he's jacked as shit he's (laughs) and he has a beard that's true maybe that's the difference Mark Ruffalo is supposed to be a professor. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is a time travel badass. Right. I can take that. <laughs> That's just a Tuesday. <laughs> Punch me again. See if I notice that one. Right in the bathing suit private area. <laughs> or bathing suit private bathing parts? Bathing suit private parts. That's what it yes. was. <laughs> so clearly, if you couldn't tell by our reactions to this movie, even through the nitpicky music bits... Uh, the Adam Project is very much worth your time. Super worth your time. You should absolutely check it out on Netflix. Uh, by the time this episode drops, it will be up on Netflix right now for you to watch. Fucking do it. How did you feel about the Adam Project? Tell us online. Go ahead and reach out to us. You can find us on the internet. I am at bsilverio20 
on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Indecisionist on Twitter and at The Indecisionist on Instagram. If you would like to get in on the conversation on any of those platforms, you can use the hashtag time to party. That's time the number two party. Thank you for joining us on these very special episodes of Time to Party. Maybe this was like a mini party. Like a yeah, this might have been your first time joining us. I mean, it's an open invite. Yeah, so it, everyone's welcome at any time. The party don't stop. No, here at Time to Party, time is made up, and the points don't matter. So you can jump in at any point. You can even. Jump to the edutainment for an episode if you want. Yeah. You're Aaron's people. Maybe we can do more of these little mini-sodes for the, the streaming content that goes directly to your screens at home. House party. It works. Yeah, house party. Special thanks to April Moralba for our podcast art and to Marlon Longid of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song. This has been an Indecisionist production. Until the next party... Party people, be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. Thereminning over there? Do you think Ryan Reynolds has a theremin? I mean, if he wanted to, he could. I'm... <laughs>